That's right, folks. It's time for the Nerdy Point of View podcast, where we explore the nerdier side of life via random topics that we come up with and discuss for your entertainment. I am one of your hosts, the literal worst, Brian Penaloza. With me today is the pun master herself, Carrie Lyons. Happy Halloween, everyone. And unfortunately, Martin could not be here with us today, so we are lacking a villain. So we brought in a side villain, a good friend, nay, maybe one of our best friends, Alex. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, everyone. Happy Halloween. I am Alex, a.k.a. Stinky, a.k.a. The Stink Rat Streams. Well, thank you for joining us today, Alex. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. I am just so excited to be here with you guys. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> this, is, this has been long overdue. So it, it's good that you're here for, for our anniversary. Um, I will say that um, if I sound a bit muffled, I'm speaking through a bear mask right now. Full disclosure, we're doing a live Halloween taping of this episode, and I'm dressed like a fucking asshole. So <laughs> here we are doing this but it's beautiful it, it is it is yeah that's sure you're not in it um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the outside this feels like a good time to mention our sponsor dice bard go to dicebard.com and check out their outstanding selection of dice that i can't see through this mask but i would imagine that they still have those rainbow dice i would imagine they have a multitude of styles and colors along with metal dice because they got you covered there as well DiceBard has everything you need to play Dungeons & Dragons, if all you need is dice. And of course, don't forget to use the discount code NERDY for free expedited shipping on your order. That's discount code NERDY, N-E-R-D-Y. Now, normally, we would jump into some topics. But, this being our Halloween extravaganza, I thought, you know what, fuck it, let's go off the rails. Let's just do an entire Halloween episode. And Carrie and Martin agreed with me uh, before Martin couldn't be here. And Alex is just as much a Halloween nut as us, so it yeah. all works out. So we're just going to sit and talk Halloween for a fucking hour because that sounds rad to me. Hell so, yeah. Let's do this. Let's talk Halloween. Now, I don't know about you guys. And oh my god, I'm seeing myself on, on a camera right now while I'm recording this and it just <laughs> looks ridiculous. But I don't know about you guys, but out of all the holidays that there are, and there's a handful, I suppose. If you include bank holidays, there's more than a handful. But above all, above Christmas trees and gingerbread men's and turkeys and cornucopias and maize, um, there's Halloween. Halloween is the time where you get to dress up like an asshole no matter how old you are. You can eat as much candy as you can fit in your fucking belly. You drink all the drinks if you're like me. You just, if it's there, you drink it. Um... But it's just a, it's a it's a good opportunity just to, you know, let loose a little bit and kind of feel like a kid again, even if you're being a kid with an adult beverage, which I don't recommend. That's against the law. And please don't do that, kids. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> we do not we yes. do not endorse that or condone that or other words that end in own. Uh, <laughs> I'm totally the good influence of the group here. Anyway, there's a lot to love about Halloween, but. I guess let, let's kick it off by just let's talk about what we love about this day. Oh, wow. Uh, what isn't there loved about it? I mean, first off, memories of walking around and collecting candy out of giant pillowcases. Right there, that's a win for me. Give me free candy. Yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that and that was always like the thing about being a kid, right, is 
like presents and shit were like always cool for Christmas. And I mean, who doesn't love like whatever you're going to get for Christmas? But there's something about knowing that like dessert always came after dinner. You, like you had a limited amount of sweets, but one night of the year you were going to fill up one nay maybe two pillowcases filled with candy and just eat as much of it as you want oh two please i if my brother and i didn't get three to four like each we weren't done trick-or-treating yet oh my gosh you were like in a candy wonderland oh my god you don't understand like like b said we were not allowed a lot of sweets anything that was around the house was reserved for my mother like she got all the goodies in the house <gasps> except oh. for like fridays for movie nights my brother and i each got to pick out a bag of chips but that was it so when it came to halloween i don't know if it was the same for you guys but the night of halloween after we got back we got to gorge ourselves on all the goodies and then after that our parents took our bowls away and hid them and we got one treat in our school lunches every day after that and that was how we got to eat our candy Monsters. I would have lost my mind. Like, I would have, oh my god, I would have rioted. Like, I would have thrown an actual candy riot and just <laughs> overthrown my parents. And, oh man, oh, I oh. couldn't, oh. Oh, we rioted, and they're just like, see, this is why you're not getting it. Like, this is what candy does to you. And I'm like, no, this is what keeping candy from us does to us. And to <laughs> you for keeping the candy from me. <laughs> and you know, you know damn well they were snaking candy from you. Exactly. Oh, of oh, course God, they yeah. were. Like, Dad, where's my gloss at raisins? I don't know. You, guess you didn't get that many. I'm sorry, what? Oh, sorry. I don't know. Is I guess that's Canadian? Thing? I think we have some Canada candy up in here. Ooh, I know you guys have them here, but uh, chocolate covered raisins. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Glossette, glo yeah. Glossette raisins? That was like the brand because we had Glossette raisins, Glossette peanuts, Glossette almonds. That sounds really pretty. That sounds like some pretty candy. Oh, yeah. I did not look at them for long to really know <laughs> i just ate them and they were delicious good for you <laughs> oh god i want to i want to kind of circle back to something you had said uh the whole gorging yourself on the candy that night now i don't know about you guys but like for me i still i still enjoy candy um but i've noticed that like i can eat very small amounts before i'm like oh god that's way too much sweet do you remember those days where like you could just eat all of the chocolate in the fucking bag and still be okay like nope. man <sighs> those were the days oh my god to go back to that and to be able to stuff myself with that much chocolate at one time like oh man i would be the happiest person on earth yeah like i'm slightly uh lactose intolerant now like if i have too much milk product my body hates me oh no so, yeah i would love to go back because that did not bother me as a kid i had did not have those problems at all so i would love to go back and just eat all the chocolate i possibly could and not feel like i hate myself you know for for me it's like it takes a special sort of candy to make me resign myself to shitting my brains out for the next three hours minimum <laughs> you know it's just got to be a really 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 good piece of chocolate have you found that chocolate? Have you? Yes, it's called anything with Reese's peanut butter in it. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's what one, I'm talking about. With one exception. Reese's pieces. Goddamn right, those absolute horror candies. They should be just tossed <laughs> in a landfill oh. along with all the Atari ET cartridges. No. Never to be dug up, unlike those ET cartridges. We are not getting back into this. We already fought this war. Yeah, no one won. I mean, 
I kind of love Reese's Pieces. I know that that's probably terrible, but I, I do. No, they're amazing. You're a terrible okay. person okay. and you're kicked off the show. No, oh. no, we oh. don't. We trumped him. <laughs> Sorry, two against one. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you later, Barry. Where's Martin when I need him? <laughs> Not here. Yes, you're stuck with me. <laughs> I mean, stuck's a loose term. I could literally just get up out of the chair and walk away. It's super easy. Well, then you do that chair. Oh, that sounds fun. Actually, got around here. So, aside from the candy, which is an obvious, um, I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, I was terrified of haunted houses. Like absolute, like not even like the elementary school haunted house. I would not go. I was really? a giant chicken shit. Oh, yeah. No, I was like, oh, there's monsters in there? No, I'm good. Why would I want to go where there's monsters? There's no monsters out here. Like, I'm perfectly fine out here. Why am I going to go and just expose myself to monsters to be ripped apart? That doesn't make any fucking sense. I mean, maybe it's just like I had a will to survive. I don't know. But as a kid, I was like, <laughs> nah. But now I mean, it's like, that's the best shit ever to me. Like, I crave fear um, because it's just not a thing I, I really get uh, very often. I'm like scary movies and scary shit like that just doesn't really do it for me and i just keep going to these like halloween haunts like hoping that someone's gonna scare me and then they don't oh see i was the opposite like i always wanted to go to a haunted house when i was a little kid but no one or nowhere in brockville where i came from actually had like a legit haunted house so like even if it was like someone like oh put your hands in these worms i'd be like yes this is the closest I have to what I need. And so, like, I would have killed to have something, like, try and scare the shit out of me. I would have, like, definitely been petrified, but I would have loved it. I was exactly the same way. There was, um, I didn't go to, like, a legitimate, like, haunted house, like, you know, with a big production, with the theatrics and all that fun stuff. Until I was probably a preteen or teenager, and I fucking loved it. But where I grew up, it was a very, very small town. And every single year, my family would have this giant bonfire. Like, all the kids in my class would come. And um, we'd all kind of, like, just, like, well, we'd eat a bunch of candy. Then we'd go get some candy from trick-or-treating. And then we'd come back and do the s'mores and all that. But there was a place that did, like, a haunted house in the sense of, like, they had trash bags up and, like, little spooky things. like, And they'd have, like, every once in a while, they'd, like, pop out and be like boo and like (laughs) it was like looking back it was like really really silly but it's also just kind of like that was like almost like that little haunted house fix and then you know with the grapes and like you were talking about with the worms like yes give me that and i always always wanted to go to that house because it was just like this is where i need to be this is my home now i'm not (laughs) leaving i'm just gonna move on in and be spooky all year whether you like it or not LCS. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before. It's very possible. But my dad loved those jump scares and stuff like that. So this wasn't even around Halloween. This was like in the middle of summer. And I had like a next door neighbor and she was about six years old at the time. And my dad took this really cool like old style rubber Dracula mask we had. And he put it on and he waited for, because she always used to like come over and say hi to me. So he hid around the corner. And as she came, he jumped out and just scared the shit out of her. She (laughs) went running home to her mom crying. And literally for like the next six years of her life, she was petrified of my dad. Oh my God. 
Yeah, it was amazing. Like, he would just come out totally normal, and he'd be like, hi, Danielle, and she'd run crying away. I am, like, just overcome with awe and appreciation for your father right now. <laughs> like, holy shit, what an amazing person. That is right. fucking awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, I will say, like, I, I grew out of, like, you know, the being scared and shit like that. And one of the first things I did was I used to have a buddy and he lived up the street from me. And what we decided to do was his his parents always had this like killer Halloween display at their house, like mm-hmm. tombstones. They had the fog. They had like all the lights and, and like the cobwebs and shit. So what we decided to do was to put on about like five sweatshirts and five pairs of sweatpants, like big galoshes and gloves and masks and just lay by one of the tombstones like we were a dummy that was just stuffed and we put like newspaper and shit like to stick out and wow you know i'm I'm starting to look back and i'm thinking even back then i was committed to my art because people would kick you they would oh, straight up oh. kick you because they're like oh this is someone else's decorations haha ha, kick right in the ribs but you don't move you just take it right you take the kick Damn. because you know they're gonna oh. turn around they're fully oh. convinced now that you're not real and then you just get up and you grab them by the arm. And I have made full-grown 40-year-old men scream like little girls. And it is the best feeling. I want to do this now. Oh, my God. I'm going to be chasing that feeling for, like, the rest of my life. Trying to figure out how do I feel the way that Brian felt when <laughs> this happened. I'm, I'm still chasing that dragon. I don't know. I've seen YouTube videos of people doing that to others. And a few of them get punched in the face, so... I mean, that's why you get them from behind. Like, if they're turning to punch you, you, you're you're good. Plus, I was super padded. Okay, that's true. Just make sure you get a good padded costume then. Yeah, I mean, if you're not padded after five sweatshirts, you're doing it wrong. You gotta have those, like... Because <laughs> this is like those old-timey, like, fucking 90s sweatshirts or whatever, you know? <sighs> the 90s sweatshirts. Uh, oh, yeah, oh, I was still God. wearing them into the early 2000s, so... <laughs> I'm probably still wearing them. Y'all should see my closet. It's a disaster, but a beautiful disaster. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, uh, there's this one year my brother really wanted to scare me and he got his friend involved because uh, him and uh, his friend and their family lived down the street from us. And they knew I always stopped there every year because they handed out like full size chocolate bars. So you're not missing out on that shit. And uh, so... They, he dressed him and his friend up in like scarecrow costumes, like the ones he used to make, you know, with the leaves and shit like that. And they sat on the front porch and waited for hours. And that was the one year I didn't stop there. Like, legit. He said he's waited there oh about three God. or four hours in this costume just sitting on the porch and I never showed up. <laughs> <laughs> that disappointment must have been so real. Oh yeah. my God. I was the type of kid, total Canadian behavior. I felt so bad for not getting the shit scared out of me. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> of course oh you God. did. I just pictured him waiting there all like <laughs> and then like just <laughs> like do to do. Yeah, my brother's making this effort and I totally wasted it. He's there, he's there. Like I'm gonna be a little asshole and scare the shit out of her. And you're like, oh my god, I can't believe I didn't let him do that to me. Pretty much. <laughs> I felt so horrible. I might have cried. It's very possible. Oh no! I was just like that kid. I would rather get scared because, like, it meant so much to me that he had put that effort into it to begin with, even though it was to scare me. I was just like, oh, he had me in mind. 
it really is kind of sweet in a way, though. Like, I actually agree with that. Like, it's kind of, it is a little bit sweet, right? Like, it's Halloween. You want to be scared. You like to be scared. Like, it's like, it's it's spooky. And he's like, my sister, that's the person that I'm going to focus on. And then it's like, oh. And then when you think about it like that, I get it. I do. Okay, so I'm not totally odd then. Yes, you are. Okay. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) That might be one of the most Canadian stories you've ever told on the show. <laughs> it probably won't be the last time. That's like that's like some guy standing around the corner ready to like mug you, and you decide to walk home a different way, and he's just standing there for hours waiting for him to mug you, and then feeling <laughs> bad about the fact that you didn't let him mug you. Like that's the only and way that could have been more Canadian. And then you go find him and you give him five hundred dollars. Well, I mean, maybe five. Maybe five. Maybe five dollars. <laughs> He obviously really needs it, so. Oh, see, that's that's that Canadian attitude right there. I can't help it. <laughs> God. Uh, but uh, I have a few Halloween factoids. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, that I've been kind of collecting the last couple days. And do you know the legend of the very first jack-o'-lantern? I'm guessing, like, there was some guy named Jack... And he probably had, like, a wife named Jill who was tired of his shit and carved his eyes out and, like, cut his mouth open, like, real wide into a grimace like the Joker. That seems legit. I kind of wish that was the legend right now. It's not quite... It's, it's, it's cool, but it's not as cool as carving out your own eyes. But... Uh... Oh, Jesus, he didn't carve his own eyes out. His <laughs> wife did. His angry, bitter wife did. Well, I don't even know why she yeah, was angry she... or bitter. Like, I, just how the story goes. I'm sure she made it look like he did it. And she's like, yeah, I don't know why he did it. It's just so weird. I mean, okay, but can we think about this for a second? Like, really? By the time you're done with one eye, I'm pretty sure you're just done. Like, you're going to get the other eye and the mouth and I technically the nose as well. Ooh. Yeah, there's no way. There's yeah, just, no. oh, God, that pain. Oh, my. Oh, oh man. I've I mean, watched way too much salts. ABCs of death. <sighs> but no, you were close in the fact that uh, it did involve a man named Jack. His name was Jack O'Lantern, like O'Malley, but O'Lantern. And um, (laughs) so he was a big troublemaker, the legend goes, in this city. And when he died and went to hell, he actually escaped hell. And the devil himself actually had mercy on this guy. He's like, well, shit, this guy's miserable. Like, I, I don't want him in hell. So he actually scooped up an ember from hell and he gave it to him. And this old man, Jack, he put this ember into um, a hollowed out tortoise and uh, walked around and liked to scare people. Just caused mischief while walking around with this hollowed out turtle with an ember of hell inside. And that supposedly is one of the original legends of how the Jack Latrine got started. Not a fact, but it's not a cool little legend. So I'm thinking to myself. The devil's taking pity on someone for suffering too much. Sounds far-fetched. But then you mentioned how he just goes around terrorizing people. I'm like, now it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. That was my thought, too. I was like, well, wait a second, though. Why? Oh, creating another minion. Got it. I mean, yeah. where, Where did you say that story took place again? Um, That was a European tradition. European tradition. Or a legend, sorry. How many tortoises do they have in Europe over there? I mean, do we have um, 
any European listeners, because maybe they could let us know. I mean, I'm sure we do. If someone tweet at me and let me know how common it is to like stumble across a tortoise, because I want to know how legit this story might be. Like the devil, that all that, you know, the hell, the coming back from hell. Like, I believe all that. Sure. Wholeheartedly. But it's the turtle or the tortoise that I'm really having an issue with with this story. Now, I think one argument might be if there are not a lot of turtles hanging around, maybe that would be scary in itself, right? Like, what's that weird creature that I don't normally see that's uh, got the light in it and stuff? Now, that seems like a stretch. So he kills an endangered... <laughs> so as far as he's concerned, this is a one-of-a-kind endangered species. Like, yeah, fuck you, I'm killing you and putting an ember of hell inside of you. I mean, by the sounds Doesn't of it, that, that, makes sense? Sense? that fits his profile. I guess that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit us with another one. Okay, so... um. Actually, do you know where the name Halloween came from? I do not. I am. I no. I'm not even. That that joke's too easy. So never mind. Go ahead. Tell us the story of Halloween. um, Oh my goodness. I think. Okay, so first we had. um, There was a holiday called uh, Lemuria. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but it was actually on May 13th, and on that day, ghosts arose to haunt the living. So to placate those spirits, uh, people would pour milk on their graves or offer cakes and stuff like that. Um, eventually, though, that turned to All Saints Day, which we know is it up today, uh, which was changed by the church. And it was a day to actually celebrate holy Christians. So um, that was such a success that the church is like, hmm, well, let's move All Saints Day to November 1st and call it All Hallows Day. Uh, so... They pretty much did that because they wanted to drain the life of the pagan holiday uh, as, you know, as, uh, again, I'm probably saying this wrong, so I'm sorry, but uh, Saham, uh, Samham, Samham, Saham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely pronouncing that wrong, I'm sure. Uh, but because that fell on October 31st, the day before All Hallows Day, uh, people started to refer to it as All Hallows Evening, which eventually shortened to All Hallows uh, Even. And then today we know it as All Hallows Eve or Halloween. Uh, then, oh yeah, so then uh, November 2nd, the church started All Saints Day to respect all of the dead, not just the holy Christians. And this started the link between Halloween and the spirits of the dead that we know today. So I think I figured out why we have so many pissed off spirits. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense when you think about it. They went and poured milk on the graves of all these spirits, didn't even check to see if they're lactose intolerant, right? Cool. So now you just got a bunch of ghosts just farting and shitting ectoplasm everywhere. Yeah, now you have angry spirits. That would be me. Like, I would be totally <laughs> pouring milk on my grave. I'd be like, bitch, I want Coke. Pour that Coke <laughs> on my grave. Coca Cola. Like, what is it? I don't know what that is. And I'm like, invent it. I want it poured on my grave. Coca-Cola for our home listeners. Coca-Cola. Right. <laughs> Just so everyone's aware. <laughs> Poor little snow on my grave there. <laughs> Just like an undead it's scar face. Now. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. But uh, another factoid, which kind of actually leads to what I'm going to ask both of you, is in um, the mid-19th century, uh, Having America endured the four years of civil war, ending in 1865 with half a million dead, there were numerous unclaimed bodies of soldiers, obviously, like, their identities were unknown. So people had were constantly asking themselves, will they someday return? Can they even someday return? 
And this started uh, the very first Halloween ghost stories, which were about spirits of the dead soldiers returning home. So on that note, I'm wondering if you guys have any true scary stories that either involve you or someone else. Why don't Alex, why don't you go ahead and tell us a story? Okay, I will go ahead and start. Um, just so everyone knows, this is not my story. This is a story that I am relaying here. Um, it's somebody that I know, somebody that I'm very close with. And the first thing that I need to do is probably tell you they were playing a game called Uptable. Are either of you familiar with Uptable? No. I'm guessing it has to do with a table. It does! Very good. 100 points for you. You're oh. both probably going to want to play this now that now that you're going to know what it is. But what happens is everyone sits around the table. You can sit, you know, two sides, four sides, three sides, however many sides there are. You can sit wherever you want. You put your hands on the table and you actually ask the table questions. You ask it yes or no questions, but the rules are they can't be about war and they can't be about death. Otherwise, ask away. Um, and the way that the table answers is by knocking. So since you're and your hands are up like this, right? So you're not going underneath it. You can't really lift a table with your. I mean, if you can lift a table with your thumbs, I would like to meet you because that would be pretty cool. <laughs> so <laughs> kind of the setting for this. It's like, I believe it was the 1970s. So it was a little while ago. It was in a really small town. The weather at the time was unknown because they did not tell me that. And this was a game that they played a lot. Um, this person played, I mean, it was kind of a thing that you did with your friends because you were in a small town and there was literally nothing else to do. So you went around to different people's houses and you played this game. And he was telling me that as he was playing it, he could feel the energy from the table. It would go from just feeling like a normal table, like you were just chilling at the table, hands on the table. And all of a sudden you could feel the energy from this table. Like there really was kind of something going on there. And the table would um, kind of go up on two legs and it could be any kind of table. Sometimes it was a card table, which I mean, you know, I could see how you could lift that. But sometimes it was a big like those big antique oak tables that weigh like 500 pounds and you can't move them to save your life. Like so they did it. They did it on all kinds of table, all kinds of tables. And um, the weirdest thing that he told me is that. You could ask questions in your head, not say them to anyone, not tell anyone you were asking questions, nothing like that. Only you knew you were asking the question and the table would answer and people would be like, what's happening right now? What's happening? Why is the table moving? And it was like you were asking in your head. And when your train of thought would stop for the question, the table would respond. Like it was kind of like an immediate thing. And I was like, I don't want the table in my brain. That doesn't sound very fun. Um, but the the reason that he stopped playing was that one time when he was doing this, and again, he played this a lot. People would actually come to his house and take him because for some reason the table was more responsive when he was around. And people would be like, hey, come play with us because we really want some spirits to come talk to us. And uh, he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. And he did it a lot but he had to stop doing it. And he actually had trouble telling me this story, even relaying it to me now um, because it just freaked him out so bad. He says that the table floated, all four legs were up and it came crashing down, boom, boom. And when the table would get mad or when he would ask a question that irritated someone, it would go from like a gentle knocking 
to just like slamming down. And this incident where it was like all four legs were up and it slammed down, it actually broke the legs on the table, he told me. It bent them, it broke them. And that's what made him stop playing. He was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I'm not playing this ever again. And when he was um, recently at a funeral, and this is 40 years after the incident, somebody came up to him and asked him, do you remember when the table went totally wild playing up table? Like, do you remember that happening? And he was like, holy shit, it's been 40 years. And this person that I haven't seen is asking me about this. So it was like a thing that they all kind of remember as something really, really frightening that happened. Yeah, I'd probably shit myself. I got stuck on the angry table, like thinking, how do you piss off a table? (laughs) And it occurs to me, if it's like an older table, you know, a really nice, fine table, Mm -hmm. it's like, fuck you for never using a coaster. Oh my God, and this is why we use coasters. Yep, to keep the table spirits away. Oh my gosh, if I knew that that was all I had to do. there. Oh, yep. Yep, use the coasters. Use the coaster. <laughs> we are civilized folk here. Yes. I mean, quite fancy. Are we though? <laughs> Shh! Don't tell everyone. They don't already know. Pretty don't sure they. if they've ever tuned into this channel or this podcast, they already know. <laughs> Fairly certain. So yeah. Feeling pretty confident. I've said something about pineapples. Yes, you have. Yeah. Oh goodness, pineapples! Oh yeah, this is the high, high, <laughs> this is the Halloween episode, not the fornicating with fruit episode. So yeah, those aren't the same thing. I, I you mean... have a very special <laughs> Halloween, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is my favorite holiday. Oh god! Oh god! Ew, ew, ew. <laughs> I can't. You already did. You opened Pandora's box. I did. I did. I oh, I opened that Pandora's box, box of fruit fucking. Like, this is awful. <laughs> that wasn't the only box open. Ooh. I can't even. <laughs> I'm sure you have a cool story for us, Carrie, since you came up with this idea. Um, there's a few I've actually had come across. Um, but when I came across the story, I don't know if you guys know the comic artist Adam Ellis. Name sounds familiar. You probably like, recognize his style of comics as soon as you saw them. They're pretty like famous out there. Um, and a year ago, some freaky ass shit happened to him. And from what I understand, possibly still happening to him to this day. And there's actually a movie getting made about this now. About the Dear David story. Oh, I know this. Yes. Yep. This, holy crap, man. Did you see the pictures? Yes. And I seem to remember him, like, coming clean about that and being like, oh, this was just an elaborate. No, it definitely is not. Like, that never happened. He's That or I looked at some of the pictures and there was, like, some discrepancies where I was like, oh, I see what's happening here. There's possible, but, like. It is a cool story. Oh, God, yes. And I'm so excited for this to be turned into a movie. But um, this is like a pretty long-winded story because he's been documenting this since August of last year. And I believe the last update about this was May of this year. I could be wrong on that, but I believe that was when he got just so tired of what's been happening. And I think he's hoping by not talking about it that it stops. 
And um, he also wants to be known more for his comics and not just what happened to him because a lot of people started following him just for the Dear David updates. But um, so this started when I think the very first time was a dream he had. And the first time he saw him, he was experiencing sleep paralysis, which if you have not experienced before is fucking terrifying. Like not being able to move your own body, not to be able to talk and just it's the scariest thing, just not to be able to control your own body. And uh, during this fit of sleep paralysis, he saw a child sitting in this green rocking chair that he had at the foot of his bed. This child had a huge misshapen head that was kind of dented in onto one side. And for a while, like, the child just stared at him until he slowly got out of the chair and started shambling toward him in the bed. And he was still couldn't move. He was paralyzed. And right before he reached the bed, he woke up screaming. So this was a dream. And then he had a dream a few nights later where he was in a library and a girl came up to him and said, you've seen Dear David, haven't you? And he was like, who? And she said, Dear David, you saw him. And she continued on. She said, he's dead. He only appears at midnight, and you can ask him two questions if you said Dear David first. And then she said, but never try to ask him a third question, or he'll kill you. He was pretty shaken after having these two dreams uh, that were so related with each other in just a matter of a few days. So, you know, but he didn't really think anything big was going to come of it until a few weeks passed and then he had another dream and it was the same situation he was in a bed and he was sitting in and the child was sitting in the rocking chair near the window just staring at him and so in the dream he said to this child he said dear david how did you die the child mumbles an accident in a store and he said dear david what happened in the store the child groans a shelf was pushed on my head He's frozen with fear at this point, and he doesn't think, and he asks, who pushed the shelf? David doesn't answer. Then he realizes he asked a third question, which he's not supposed to do, and at that point, he wakes up terrified. And so he spends the next couple days after this Googling deaths in the city, and he just can't find anything about a kid named David dying in a story. So he tried other D names like Daniel, Dylan, Devin, nothing. He can't find anything on it. So eventually, um, the apartment above his becomes vacated, so he decides to take it. And this is the apartment on the top floor of his building. So there's nothing above him, and there's just one apartment below him. And another month or two goes by, and he kind of starts to forget about Dear David, and he moves into the new apartment upstairs. And then, until recently, uh, come August, this is where shit starts to happen. For four nights in a row... Uh, actually longer than that, but it starts just us four nights. He notices it's strange that his two cats at exactly midnight gather at the front door. Their tails are bushed out. They're acting funny. They're meowing a lot. It's not like they're trying to get out. They're staring at the door, just totally, you know, almost like there's something there. And he takes a lot of pictures of this and videos and he opens the door, turns on the hall light, and nothing's there. But the cats are still agitated. So this goes on for nights and nights and nights. Every day at midnight, the cats do this. 
And so he doesn't know quite what's going on. He keeps checking the door. There's nothing there. And then one day he decides, like, he looks through the peephole and he is kind of so scared. He kind of takes a picture through the peephole to see what the camera will bring up. And at first he doesn't think there's anything there. And then he notices, like, a, a shadow in the corner. And so he's not sure. And he takes another picture through the peephole. That little shadow's gone. Not quite a shadow, but almost like the silhouette of something. And again, there's pictures of this that he's provided. Um, there are some pictures like that he posts throughout this story that I think might be an over-exaggerated over imagination after everything that's going on. But there's definitely some substance to this. Um, I want to get to the point now. because This goes on and on. He uses sage. He brings in a medium. Uh, he takes some recordings when he's sleeping. And... Uh, out of 33 recordings I believe he took, most of them are pretty normal, except for there's every night he does this at 3 a.m., the recording that happens at 3 a.m., rather, all of a sudden turns kind of staticky and there's clicking noises and just weird things like that. But every other sound clip he takes throughout the night is clear, no static. So this continues on and he goes on a trip and kind of like, hopes that, you know, this will be gone by the time he gets back. And, you know, this stuff kind of just goes away on its own. So he gets back and some more things happen. So he gets a Polaroid camera. And he decides to take a picture through the peephole again. Um, but this one comes out black for some reason. So he thinks that's weird. So he opens up the door to the front hallway. Still complete the, the whole picture is black not just the hallway the whole picture so he takes a picture of another part of the house turns out fine so one of his uh followers on twitter is like well maybe you're too close to it back up so he backs up into his living room open it has the front door open takes a picture everything else in the room is clear but the front hallway is pitch black even though he took a picture with his phone and it came out fine there's something that the Polaroid picture was picking up that the digital camera was not. So, again, there's more questions, but he keeps trying to explain himself, as anyone would, about why these things are happening, you know? And he's like, well, maybe my finger was covering the thing when I took the picture. So he covers his finger over the hole and takes a picture. It's You can tell there's something covering the film. You can see substance still. It's not a complete darkness like it is when he takes a picture in the hallway. So he still has no explanation for this. And I want to get on because this gets creepy. This is just the small stuff. Um, burns it with Sage, like I said. Uh, tries to do a few things that some followers tried to do. Every day, still at midnight, the cats are going crazy. And here it is. Uh, this is where it starts to get a little weird. Is He has a dream another night where David's dragging him by the arm through an old abandoned warehouse. He's not sure why he didn't fight back in the dream or how he was strong enough to pull him, but that's dream logic for you. It was a creepy dream, but he didn't think much of it when he woke up, so he took a shower, and that's when he noticed something. Where David had grabbed, grabbed his arm in the dream, there was a big bruise on his arm, just in the shape of like almost a child's hand. And he has a picture of that, which he provides. And he's still trying to explain it to himself. He's like, well... Maybe I hurt myself the day before, 
and my arm was hurting in my sleep and that's how my brain came up with this he's just still trying to you know use logic to explain all these things so he brushed it off and he went out to get coffee and uh, there's, there's some more weird stuff in between but i don't want to run out of time because this is like i said a long-winded story but um so i'm trying to get to the really creepy part so yeah he's going to japan uh for here it is he was yeah going to japan for about a week or so so he's leaving his two cats at home so he gets one of those uh nanny cams to kind of leave at home so if he wants to he can peer in at his cats and make sure they're okay and one of the aspects of these nanny cams is whenever there's movement detected it will send his phone a notification and he can see what triggered the movement like it will record video for him and send it so one of the very first videos it sends to him is after these dreams happened he moved the green rocking chair from his bedroom as i'm sure any of us would have at this point and he had it by his front door and what the nanny cam was picking up was the rocker going from a completely still motion to rocking a little bit to rocking more and more until it's literally like there's someone sitting there just swinging away in it and this happened two or i believe two or three times during his trip while he was gone and the other weird thing that the nanny cam picked up was the cats kept seeming to jump over something sit up on its hind legs looking at something and at one point even batted at something and he said Again, you know, maybe there's a fly, but he had to kind of admit that where he lived in the apartment, bugs weren't a very common thing. There wasn't exactly someone coming in and out to let any flies in. So that was something he wasn't sure was related. But the rocking chair event, that was one thing he just couldn't explain. And he kept getting the motion and sound detection notifications. And finally, he comes home. And oh, sorry, there was one more event. Uh, there's video of this as well, which all this you can see if you go on his Twitter. Uh, he has this all it's pinned actually on his profile. And one point the video picks up. He had a tortoise shell that was hanging on his wall and it's right above the rocking chair. And all of a sudden it just falls off the wall. Uh, he said like. What he tried to tell himself, maybe the wind did it, but he keeps all his windows closed and he's a person that likes to have the AC on. So he doesn't allow airflow or anything to go through his house that could have knocked it down. So it wasn't like the, the nail was still there in the wall. Everything was like that. So he can't figure out what would have knocked it down. And oh, God, just looking at the videos of the rocking chair just still creeps me out. Um so, right, that was it. So, to sum this up just really quickly, um, he noticed one day, uh, well, there, there was a loud thumping going on above him. Like, someone was dropping something very heavy. And sometimes it sounded like something had dropped, bounced, and kind of rolled. And he couldn't figure it out because, as far as he knew, the only thing above him was the roof of the building. There was no apartments. There's no anything like that. So he's like, well, maybe it's an animal in there. Maybe, you know, something's trapped. And while he's leaving for work one day, he notices that there is a hatch in the ceiling while going down the stairs of the building. And 
he uh, after doing some kind of mathematics, he realizes that there's probably about three feet of space in between his building, his apartment building and the roof. So he contacts the landlord and no, he's thinking of contacting the landlord at first just to be like, I think maybe something's up there. But instead, he's like, I'm going to investigate this myself first. And that night after he ordered the poll, he said it was every 15 minutes, like someone was dropping a bowling ball right above him. And one point, uh, he thought he heard, I think it was clicking and some kind of like footsteps in the hallway outside of his bedroom. And he was just totally creeped out. So he investigates it the next morning because he's too scared to do it that night. And he notices right below the hatch, there's dirt or old plaster or something like someone or something had come from that hatch in the roof or ceiling. And um, he's like, okay, that's it. So the pole arrives and he checks it out. And as he's, he has video of it, he set the video camera up on the top of the stairs and had it looking down. And he gets this pole and pokes the hatch upwards. And as he does, a old children's leather shoe falls. And that's where he's like, okay, I'm done. I'm calling the landlord. Calls the landlord. He's like, I think someone's up there. I think something's going on. The landlord arrives, checks it out. And at first he's just like, yeah, no, um, I don't see anything. He's like, oh, wait, what's this? And he finds an old children's marble and the side of it is caved in. And he looked this up and apparently way back in the day when marbles were first being made, they were handmade and cut with scissors. So a lot of them did have this flat edge. So this was a very, very old marble. So mixed between that and the children's shoe, um, there was some weird shit going on. And then after he discovers this, he's hoping maybe this will go away. It gets worse. Um, He starts waking up in the middle of the night just terrified. And he gets this feeling almost like just missing a candle getting blown out. I believe he compares it to, you know, like you can sense that something was there, but it's gone when he wakes up. So this goes on for a few days, maybe up to a week. And he decides like his nanny cam didn't reach out to the bedroom or the cord didn't allow him to get a good advantage point where he could see everything. So he got an app on his phone, set it up high on this seven foot tall bookshelf and set it to record all night. And the morning comes and he had to go through like over a hundred videos of him sleeping until he sees it. And the pictures, sorry, it's pictures, not video that takes numerous pictures throughout the night. And he supplies these pictures and you can see this in the darkness, this form of a child standing. And at first it's just staring there. And then it, the next picture, it's standing over him, peering down at him in the bed. Next picture, it's looking towards the camera. The next picture, you see this blurry half of a face. You see scraggly hair and this deformed ear. And then that's it. And that was um, the last picture that it captured, except for a few nights later when it captured one more picture. And it was the child hovering above him in bed, staring so closely down at him. And 
that's where I'll end it. So you can go and read the rest of Dan Ellis's uh, story yourself. Adam Ellis, sorry. And uh, I definitely insist you do because seeing the video and the pictures with it makes it so much more creepy whether you believe it or not it's a creepy ass story and like i'm super excited to see this like i said turned into a movie yeah i'm like full of the creeps right now <laughs> like i'm just like i'm getting cold like i'm like where's my blanket i want to hide forever i'm never sleeping again I hope not, because they might be a child floating above you. Oh my god, I'm afraid of children anyway, if we're, like, real talk here, so... That's why I find this, like, so creepy. Oh, man. Ghost to child. Ghost to child, no thank you. Like, this caved-in head, like, mm, no, no deformed children, like, like, the ghost is... No, no. I I don't like... Children are creepy as it is. I don't need one like haunting me, waking it up and like seeing it inches from my face. That's like my nightmare, whether like a ghost or not, just seeing a child that close to my face. No. Yeah. One of the reasons that I think maybe I should never have children is that like I know kids kind of like come up to you in the middle of the night and they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm scared. But like, I would be terrified. Like, I would wake up and be like, little thing, what are you? Get it. Get it. Make it leave. But it would be my kid and my kid would probably be very, very sad. And then it would just all be a disaster. So I just, I'm just, I just can't have them, I guess. I agree. I am right there on the same page. Speaking uh, of dead kids, um, you guys both told stories from either someone you know or something you read. I guess I will share some, a story, maybe two, depending on how good you all are. Um... From my family, from my my personal history, my family would hate that I'm talking about this because it's always been kind of a dirty little secret, something we don't talk about much, um, because generally when you tell a story like this, people just say you're fucking crazy. Um, I could go through the entire history of hauntings in my family, but that would be going from the time I was just a little baby boy uh, to today. So I won't do that. Instead, uh, I'll fast forward to the house my parents currently live in back when I was, oh God, I don't know, middle school, I guess. And my sister used to have a habit of sleeping in the same room as me because I had bunk beds and she was scared of literally everything. Probably a lot of my fault, but, um, you know, also she's kind of a chicken shit. I love her, but she's kind of a chicken shit. Um, anyway. For whatever reason, I couldn't sleep in bed, so um, I went to go sleep on the couch, and I woke up, and um, my parents were fighting in the kitchen. Not unusual, but uh, I was kind of pretending to sleep through it, pretending I wasn't hearing it, whatever, and I saw a small shadowy figure run down the hallway towards my parents' room. Being that I just woke up, I was like, oh, that was weird. But that was probably my sister um, running down the hallway to go hide because she hears my parents arguing. So I figured I'd do the big brother thing and, you know, get up and, you know, tell her to go back to bed and not to pay attention and blah, blah, blah. So I go down the hallway to my parents' room, the only where I saw, you know, the shadow disappear and there's nobody there. And I'm like, huh. Okay, well. She must have went the other direction. She must have run down the other part of the hallway and I just missed it. I'll go, uh, you know, just make sure she's all right. 
So I went into the bedroom, into my bedroom, and she was dead asleep in bed, completely passed out, had not woken up, did not just run down a hallway by any stretch. Um, that was that. Uh, apparently, I was always told this, but I did not experience it myself, but there was an old woman that would stand between me and my sister's room. And the way you have to understand the way this house was laid out is that there's a hallway and there's a room on, on either side and a very small, maybe, I don't know, maybe four foot wide hallway. <clears throat> and I guess she would just stand, just staring, just right there. And I never saw her there, but I have seen her uh, in the dining room leading over to the garage door uh, by the fireplace, just Again, standing, super duper, just standing there. Never says anything, never makes a noise, never moves, just stands there. Uh, there's the man in the pinstripe suit that has been haunting my family since forever. Bit my grandma. Oh, to to this day, my grandmother uh -huh. refuses to sleep in a guest room in any of my parents' houses because this apparition bit her. She woke up with uh, human teeth marks in her arm. And that's the last time, she, again, this was probably, shit, I mean, this was probably 30 years ago, has not slept in a guest bedroom since. I don't know, my family's just got a long, weird history with this kind of stuff. I've also noticed, and this is kind of a weird little aside, every dealership that I've worked at has been haunted as well. And I was skeptical at first, but the first place I worked um, was a Chevy dealership. And I ended up working a, a night shift that they put into place. And I was sitting there uh, watching Netflix because there was nothing to do. Like The guys who were fixing cars were fixing cars. There was literally nothing for me to do. So I'd sit and watch Netflix. And the dealership would be locked up. It would be me and two other guys. The two guys would be uh, working on the cars and I'd be in there. There's no access to the front of the building because uh, only the management had keys. And then I had keys because I closed. That was it. Um, so it would happen every so often. And it was way more than one time where it would sound like someone was trying to break the door down. Uh, it was one of those like glass doors. And it's like if somebody grabbed the bar of the door and just like doo -doo 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 -doo, like that. Um, and so I would just lean up. Look, nobody there. Huh? That's weird. Lean back down. OK. Yeah. So that happened. Um, you would hear footsteps uh, in the upstairs, but again, nobody had access to the upstairs. I was the only one and you would just hear someone walking around up there. And it was to the point where like, I was like, I have to go check to make sure that somehow, some way someone didn't get up there and you'd go up there, you check it out. There's nobody there. So I thought, okay, I'm losing my goddamn mind clearly. So one of the days during the day, I asked the guys at work, I said, Hey, um, do you guys, when you work the night shift, have you ever heard anything weird? And they'd be like, oh, you mean like the door shaking or people walking upstairs? Yeah, we hear that shit all the time. Every single one of them had said it. And I didn't lead them. I never said what I heard. I just said, hey, have you ever heard anything when you're here at night by yourself? Every single one of them. I was like, huh. And that kind of stuff happens uh, at the last dealership I worked at. And apparently the one I work at now. I haven't experienced anything yet, but uh, I know the last place, one of the last days I worked there, 
the motion alarm kept going off upstairs, but I was the only one in the building because I was the only one who had access to it anymore because we were closed for business, like for period, forever. So there was no employees to even come there. I thought maybe the owner of the building had come by and I, I searched the entire building for him. Couldn't find him. But something was moving around upstairs. Fuck if I know. Okay, so firstly, we are never staying at your parents' house. <laughs> <laughs> that is just not happening. Oh, you don't want to have a little little chomp chomp? You want a little chomp no, chomp? That's exactly the thing I don't want. Like, I am all for experiencing some creepy ass things and shit, but that's where I draw the line. Like, don't, don't touch me. Don't bite me. Don't. No. Yeah, it was at that same. The, the Well, the bite happened down the street from that house where my parents used to live. Mm. However, at that house, that's the one where my ex wife got slapped in the face by nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, no, no. You know what? I would rather go to the Whaley house and spend the night there than spend a night at your parents, either of their houses. No. I will say, like, when you house sit in that house, especially when you're by yourself, you just always feel like someone's watching you. Out of the corner of your eye, you'll see shadows move all fucking day. Like, I don't get that feeling literally anywhere else, but in that house, man, I'm telling you, it's just something about it. Oh, man. You want to talk about that? Like, I'm sorry, but I get that here. this place where we live be <laughs> there has been some weird ass shit happening and i think that's partially our faults but um well, like i said i know i'm haunted uh, as fuck so yeah i mean should we tell them about uh that pressure you felt in bed and no not in the naughty sense you pervert the, the cat the, <laughs> the cat running across the legs yeah that was weird so we were we were going to sleep and um I, I like sat up because I felt one of the cats run across my legs and I'm looking around, looking around, no cats. Uh, my two cats were outside. Uh, Carrie's cats, one was in the window where she always was and the uh, Boyo was over on the couch. I thought, okay, maybe he just ran from point A to point B real fast. You know, I just didn't notice it. So I leaned back down, immediately felt it again and I just, I darted up. I already, I still had the flashlight in my fucking hand. And I'm immediately shining a light. But the thing is, it didn't make any noise. Like, there was no sound of, like, a cat landing on the bed. There was no sound of a cat jumping off a bed. And anywhere you jump in that in our room, like, it's going to make noise. But nothing. Completely dead silent. Just that feeling of something running across your legs. And what had happened, like, three times? Four yep. times? Yeah, about that. What? To the point where I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sleeping through it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Though, I mean, after what we did and, like, what happened on that road, I'm not too surprised. That was before that. Was it? You're talking about when we went to Proctor Valley Road. Yeah. So, those who have been listening since episode one Mm -hmm. know that we, uh, we initially started talking about some of the, like, our local haunted, like, famous haunted places. Uh, one of those was Proctor Valley Road. And Carrie and I decided to go on an adventure to Proctor Valley Road at of what was course it? You did. 3 a.m. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 3 a.m. We brought a Ouija board because yep. why not? Of course you did. <laughs> Looking at it right now. It is it is sitting right there. Um but we we decided we're gonna sit in the car and we're gonna try to talk to anything. Uh had all the lights on the car on. Um and my now the thing you have to know about my my the lights in my car is they don't turn off, like they don't they're not timed. If you're sitting in the car and it feels pressure in the seats then it's going to leave the lights on. It, it just doesn't turn them out. 
which is why my battery has died in the past. So I know it, this is how this fucking car functions. So we're sitting there uh, asking questions of the Ouija board. I don't remember exactly what it was said. Oh, is the initials like three letters? I remember that. Yeah, I don't know. But um, first, we weren't really getting anything. And we're like, oh, this is a bust. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the board really started to pick up. And then it kept saying goodbye. And at the second goodbye, um, all the lights in the car went off yep. completely. And just like every light off. Now, my car is not made for off-roading. This road is an off-road. I had been driving very slowly up to that point so as not to fuck up my suspension and all the other, you know, good bits. I was like, yeah, I'm hauling ass out of here. And we were like skidding in the dirt. Oh, yeah. Right before the lights went out, wasn't there a thump beneath the car? That happened a little bit before that. Was it before? Okay. Yeah, because I had gotten out of the car to go check to see if there was something around the car. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just remember you telling me about that care. And I remember pointing out that it said goodbye twice and there were two of you. So it was like one goodbye to each of you. In my mind, when you told me the story, it was like one goodbye to each of you. Yeah. 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 Oh, and that was freaky too. It's the second time it said goodbye. Like it went right off the board where goodbye is. Like it was just like, no, we're done. This is it. I'm done talking to you now. We're like, okay, yep, yep, this is good. Power's gone. We're getting the fuck out of here before the car like dies on us or something. Well, and that was the that was the major concern that whatever was whatever reason the lights went out that it was just going to suck the battery dry. We'd just be stranded out there at three in the morning, which is not ideal. Even if you like take ghosts out of the fucking equation, being stuck on that road out in the middle of butt fuck Egypt and not having a way to get home, not an ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would have hated to be stuck out there. Jesus. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, that would have been horrible, uh, right? Like yeah. being stuck anywhere, kind of like remote, like in the middle of the night, just sounds terrible to begin with. And then when you have like the ghost experience on top of it, it's kind of like, all right, no, we're gonna hard nope out of here. We're just gonna like, I don't care if we have to push the car, we're leaving. Oh god, yeah, because there's no street lights. There's no source of light there at all so like it was complete darkness around us and i was just like yeah no no like i'd be sitting there walking down the street trying to keep my lighter going (laughs) take off my shirt put it on something light it on fire and been like well that lasted two minutes the movie fucking lied (laughs) (laughs) we had a torch and then we didn't yup and now I'm shirtless in the middle of nowhere. This is going swell. And it was cold out, so. <laughs> it really was. Yep. Hypothermia is a real thing. Good thing I have a space blanket in the back. That's good to know. Always have a survival kit, kids. You never know when you could get fucked by a ghost. That yep. came out yep. very wrong. So wrong. Very wrong. But, I mean, it wouldn't be nerdy point of view without something coming out wrong. And with this is that, so very true. <laughs> thank you, everybody, so much for hanging out with us today at the Nerdy Point of View podcast. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Captain Sugar Bear. That's at CPT Sugar Bear. You can also watch me uh, DM Taldore at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Soul Bear RPG Twitch channel. You can also find me every other Monday. And uh, yeah, I was going to try to give you a date, but nope, fuck that. I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> Where I DM Comedy of Strahd. It is a comedy 
D&D game. Very fun, very exciting. Uh, and then, of course, Nerdy Point of View podcast comes out at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time every Wednesday. What's not to love? Uh, Carrie, where can we find you on the internet, and what are you working on? You can find me on Twitter. That's the name of it. Uh, Shrieky, that's <laughs> S-H-R-I-E-K-E-E. And you can also find me on Instagram under Carelessly, K-E-R-L-E-S-S-L-E-E. You can find me on Threads of Fate on Friday, which I do with the lovely Stinkrat streams right here on the show. And, well, I also do Comedy of Strahd, which is happening, I believe, November 13th as our next episode. Show off. <sighs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Alex, where are you on the Internet and what are you working on? Alrighty, so on Twitter, you can find me at Stinkrat Streams, as you can see right there. If you put a the in front of it, you can find me on Twitch. Um, I stream on my own channel. Right now, I pretty much just stream Overwatch because it's the Halloween event, and I need all of the skins. Um, but I do do some other horror games and uh, things like that on my channel. On Friday nights, I am with the lovely, lovely Shrieky, and we do Threads of Fate on this channel here. And then on Sundays, you can find me at 1 p.m. Eastern um, at Welcome Party RPG. Uh, I do uh, Warham uh, Warhammer over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I do there. Yay! And that's where you... Oh, oh, you can also find me on Instagram. I do it sometimes. The stink right there. So, yay, I'm on the internet. <laughs> right on. We are all on the internet. You know what else is on the internet? Nerdy Point of View on Twitter. You can find it on Twitter at NerdyPOV and check out of all our new episodes and our legacy episodes at NerdyPointOfView.com. Make sure to also check out our Facebook page and join our growing Facebook community as well. We even have a Discord channel. If you're into that sort of thing, reach out to the podcast on Twitter and we'll make sure you get a link. Of course. If you liked what you heard today, it helps us out big time if you could leave us five stars and a review on iTunes. We're a small show, but we hope to be a big, big show, and we can only do that with your help. So, please, please help us out. We, we're, we're begging you. We'll, Don't I, forget, actually, we're on Instagram now as well. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. We just oh, yeah. account for it. Also, I will do dirty, dirty things for reviews, so. Oh. Yes. Like, I don't know, baked cookies or something actually pretty wholesome. Oh, that is I'm... actually not what I was going... Okay. <laughs> uh, normally, we would have a community shout-out, um, but we do not have one today. Uh, this being our, our little anniversary show, like, we kind of wanted to be a little bit selfish. So we're going to be selfish for the first time in a fucking year. Give us a break. <laughs> All so, right. I mean, if we're going to do a shout-out, we could just say follow our guests, Stinkrat Streams. I mean, you could, you should always be following Stinkrat streams. If you're not doing that, oh. you're doing the internet all wrong. You really are, though. You're, oh, she's so amazing and adorable and just so... Oh. Follow her or else. Thank you so much. Or, or else you, you won't be following her. Is <laughs> <laughs> Or else little children will come and haunt you. Oh, yeah. Um, so Karen I's worst nightmare will happen to you. <laughs> Dear David, should I follow Alex? Oh my god. Oh, don't ask no. that, please. No. Oh, please. I don't want him to know where I don't am. Say it. No. I don't want him to know where I am on the internet. Too late. He's or following anywhere. you at Stinkrat Streams. What would you do if literally you're just like, Dear David followed you? I mean, I would tell you immediately, uh, probably after I peed myself. But like... <laughs> That would be about what would happen. On the bright side, dear David, saving you a trip to the restroom. So that's great. Hey, that's that true. is wonderful. Don't even have to move, right? And maybe he'll come on the podcast as a guest. 
<laughs> I mean, we have to do it during the live show so everybody can laugh at his dented head. Oh. Yeah, that's right. I make fun you of ghosts. There, yeah. No fear. Come haunt me. I dare you. Come haunt me. He's got a Ghostbusters costume, bitches. He knows what to do. This is so true. Who are we going to call? Sugar Bear. Yeah. I, mean, I just, full disclosure, my Proton Pack, Ghost Trap, and, and PKE meter are all plastic and fake, so. <laughs> oh, shit. Really? I thought they were real, and now I'm so sad and so scared that I'm going to get ghosted. Life is full of disappointment. That's the Nerdy Point of Views podcast motto. Oh, that's, that's fact. Well, do you guys have anything else before we call this an episode? I have one thing. What? What? I just want to thank you guys for having me on here. Like, I love you both so, so very much. I love this show. I love the podcast. I know that I don't have Griff's wonderful, amazing, velvety voice, but I'm so glad that I could be here with you on such a special day, both for the show, you know, the whole anniversary thing, and just fucking Halloween, all of our favorite holiday. It's just like, it means a lot to me that you guys asked me to be here. So thank you. Well, it means a lot that you agreed to come on the show. No, we definitely appreciate it. You know, we love you. Oh, yes, I mean, you could still try the Velvety Voice thing. Same mashed potatoes. Yeah, same mashed potatoes. It's a rite of initiation. Yeah. Oh, my God. I... Mashed potatoes. I mean, I it was mean, close. Yeah, that's actually pretty damn good. <laughs> oh, I didn't even try to say it like him. I was just, <laughs> just nervously saying mashed potatoes. Oh, it's well, not saying it like him. It's it's the feeling it makes you feel. That's what it's yeah. all about. Oh, well, it gave me a lot of feelings, actually. <laughs> I'm filled with them right now. Well, with that, we are out. No dues? No, do, 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 do. Every time we do the live show, you fuck up the dues. really throws me off my game. My do, do, do game. The do, 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 do